0: Well hello and welcome to my 40th episode! I feel like every number ending in a zero is a mini milestone worthy of notice and celebration. So whether this is your first or your 40th episode of Connections Coffee and Confidence, thank you so much for being here with me today and for my next 40 episodes and beyond. So have you gotten on Clubhouse? It's only on Apple products right now, which is annoying as I'll get out as someone who prefers Android, but I appreciate the exclusivity of marketing between that and the fact that it's invite only. Um, And I mean appreciate from a sense of, like, marketing standpoint. I do have an iPhone, I was a bit tired of missing out on all the family messages and whatnot, and when a woman I know asked if anyone wanted a clubhouse invitation, I put my hand up. And the next thing you know, I'm on Clubhouse. If you don't know, Clubhouse is an audio app. It's like listening to and participating in conversations in real time in what they call rooms. Kind of like an interactive podcast in some respects. So you might think I'd be all over that, right? As it's my 40th episode and all. Hmm... Hi, I'm Janice Fogarty and I'm a communications strategist and consultant. The Connections Coffee Confidence podcast is for professional women entrepreneurs who have established themselves and their business, and they're ready to get serious about using the power of communication to surpass their business goals. On this podcast, I discuss everything from leadership to establishing a business vision to the intricacies of creating messaging, publicity, and more. I speak to women who excel in communications in their business, whatever they do, and get an inside look at how they created a thriving livelihood. So, top up your mug and welcome to this week's episode. So, yes, I should be all over Clubhouse. I should be using it as an amazing marketing tool, and not gonna lie, me being on a new technology in its beginning phase so unlike me. I'm not what's known as an early adapter. I like to let everyone work out the bugs and the kinks, and then I might maybe see what the fuss is about. I refer you back to the fact that I only got an iPhone like five years ago. I have dipped into Clubhouse on occasion. My contact details are in the show notes, and I'm sure at the time that you listen to this, I'll still have an invite or two to share, so get in touch if you want one. I once sat in a room with some wonderful women and listened to them talk about writing their book, getting it published, and creating publicity around launching it. It was a small room. Like, it was the three of them and me for a while. Small. (laughs) It was a great talk, but I only listened. And I marvel at the bravery of those women to go out and talk darn near to themselves because I did not participate. I haven't finished my book. I'm kind of half looking at publishers, and I am nowhere near looking at drafting a launch strategy. They probably wanted to boot me from the room for not participating, but they let me stay and just absorb. So I'm grateful for that. Because right now, I'm mostly using Clubhouse to feed my ears and my brain with the voices and the experiences of thousands of other people I have never met and would never have the possibility to otherwise meet. I think that right now, when so many of us haven't seen our friends and our loved ones in at least a year, that voice connection, it's so personal and really appreciated. So I see the value of the app. I see the amazing potential, and I know of people who are getting phenomenal results from it. I usually listen to podcasts when I'm in the kitchen or doing laundry. It's almost like having someone keep me company. But sometimes I pop into Clubhouse just to see if there's anything interesting happening live. And there usually is. But the other day I went to make dinner, and I unlocked my phone, opened the Clubhouse app, and I found myself sighing. Like... A real annoyance sigh. You know what I mean? And I had to put the phone down. Because I have a lot of noise in my head. There's a lot going on in life with two teenagers and a tween, all of whom have higher needs. Plus a business. Plus trying for some semblance of a normal life. Plus a side hustle. Plus being married. Plus, 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 plus. I know you know what I mean. I'm grateful for all of it, but sometimes I just need quiet. Sometimes all of that noise, if it's not managed well, causes tension in my body. That noise can make you cranky, or crazy, or both. That noise can make you not work at your best, be at your best. And sometimes the quiet is hard to listen to as well. But trust me, it is infinitely more beneficial than all noise, all the time. But what do I mean by quiet? I don't necessarily mean sitting in the lotus position, meditating, although if that works for you, go for it. I mean just decompressing, however that works for you. Maybe you're like me, and you head into the kitchen to bake or cook something new, because that absorption into an activity with a definite beginning and end, and an end with a reward, is deeply satisfying and relaxing. Maybe you go on YouTube or find a podcast with guided meditations and try them until you find one that resonates. Maybe you take up or go back to yoga or Pilates. Maybe you start walking outside by yourself, or with your dog, or your horse, or whatever you have that keeps you company, but doesn't expect a conversation. That time when you let go of the 30,000 things in your brain and you just breathe, even if for a few moments. When you feel your shoulders relax and your brain expands from being freed of the restrictive noise just for a moment. That's what I'm talking about by quiet. When you can hear yourself breathe again. So what are the benefits of that quiet? All right, you know, and I know, there's like a million of them. And neither of us have time for that. But we got time for three, right? First benefit of quiet is rest. Just rest. When you aren't mentally ticking off the 3,000 things you feel you need to do. When you aren't scrolling through posts replying to the select chosen ones, or all of them. Bombus. big comfort for everyone. Go to Bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you aren't replanning your day for the third time or preparing for the day ahead, when you're just allowing your brain to recover, your nervous system to recover, your body to recover, what you most likely don't know about me is that I was one of those people who went to the brink of collapse. I met with a health professional regarding one of my children. During the conversation, she stopped and said to me that I'm burnt out. Not those exact words. She was very professional about it, but that was the effect. And that was a Monday morning. I admitted I was tired, but I was fine. Thank you. And I got to Wednesday of that week. I rolled up to my office in the last job I had working for someone else. And I closed the door and I started to cry. I cried all day, from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m., when I left half an hour early in like my only act of cutting a corner ever. I cried while I gave directions to the student I had hired to carry on with our work. I cried while I called that psychologist back I made an appointment. I cried when I called my husband. I cried while I spoke to my boss. I cried while I packed my office and told my co-workers. I cried all the way home, and I only stopped when I had to pick up my kids from school. Because I didn't rest. For a long time. To the point where I had to teach myself how. I have this tendency to push through things, to do just a little bit more, and then a bit more, but I'm also wise enough now to know that I will never, ever put my body, my brain through that again. And when I hear the noise encroaching on my physical and emotional well-being, I stop to rest. Sometimes I fight myself over it, but I do it. And sometimes we eat a lot of baked goods. Sometimes my neighbors open their door to something sitting outside waiting for them. But it's my way of being quiet. And I want you to think about yours. The second is creativity. You cannot be creative when you are drowning in noise. And I don't care how logical, how methodical, how whatever you think you are. You have a creativity in you that you need to feed in order to stay a well rounded person. Your business may or may not directly depend on your creativity, but actually, it does. You may need to be creative in the way you speak to your clients or the way you get them in the door. You may need to be creative in the way you schedule your time. Being creative isn't just about being artistic, it's about being flexible and open. Being able to think outside of the box when the need arises, and your business will depend on that. When you have noise in your head, when you're surrounded by that feeling of things and voices and people and whatnot, when your shoulders start to crawl up your neck, you become more rigid. You don't feel you have time for thinking about or around things, and frankly, you just might not want to. You might stop seeing the value in being open or where you can even be open because the noise blinds you. Yes, the noise will blind you and I know that noise doesn't affect sight but I need you to be creative and roll with me here. If you take the time to be still and listen inside to yourself you might think of wonderful new ideas or see things in a different light which then allows you to move past whatever blockage you've been butting up against. But that creativity doesn't always jump out at you with a song and a dance to make you sit up and take notice. I love that Elizabeth Gilbert quote about her take on creativity. It's about the universe sending you an idea, and that idea bounces over to you and taps you ever so politely on your shoulder and waits. But it only waits for so long, and then it dances off to find someone else. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but... I love the idea. And you won't feel that polite tap if your shoulders are up around your ears. Or you might feel that tap of inspiration, but then dismiss it as the brush of your earlobes on your shoulder and ignore it. Or worse, flick it away. And the third benefit of quiet, well, we'll call them 3A and 3B, focus and clarity. Clarity. I kind of feel like the clarity is a bit of a spin-off from the creativity. Like, the creativity that you discover will feed your clarity of purpose. When you get really quiet and are able to listen to yourself, then you'll be able to dream a bit more or recognize your feelings better. Those dreams and those feelings then inform your clarity around what you're doing with your days. That clarity around are you spending your time in the most effective manner, focusing on the best things for you, for your business, for your well-being. That dread you feel around working with whatever client or creating whatever product, figuring out what that's about, and more importantly, Having the creativity to resolve the issue and the focus to put that resolution into action. I journal every morning, and this isn't the first time that I've brought that up on this podcast, but sometimes it's not enough. I need to make a concerted effort some days to get quiet. I have some meditations I use, and if you're on Netflix, my son and I have been making our way through the Headspace Guide to Meditation series and it's lovely. Or we do a word search or a puzzle before it goes to bed. I bake. My dog gets a lot of ear scratches. Sometimes I just really need to be mindful about, well, being mindful. About getting quiet so I can listen to what's up with me. So I can rest and come back to life with more creativity, focus, and clarity. So I can get things done. I have a link in the show notes about some of the things that help me and my system stay strong. But really, prevention is the key, right? Sometimes, we got to find the quiet and sit in it. Until next week, my friends. Thanks so much for listening this week. I invite you to sign up for my email list or join me in the Connections Coffee and Confidence community on Facebook those are the people who get first dibs on any classes or products I create, and they benefit from the extras I can't get into in a podcast format. I also lovingly request that if you've enjoyed this podcast, you leave a review on Apple. When I see a new review, I get so excited, I almost spill my cappuccino froth. Almost. And if you're a woman entrepreneur who's ready to get serious about using the power of communications to grow your business, send me an email at janice at Janusfogarty.com. all my details are in the show notes thank you again for listening today and i'll chat with you again next week imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time